I want to make one thing perfectly clear. This show is not about lumberjacks. My name is Christopher Grunland, and every month I share a story. Sometimes the stories contain truths, but most of the time, they're made up. Sometimes the stories are funny, other times they're serious. But you have my word about one thing. I will never, ever share a story about lumberjacks. This time, in honor of a new year of the show, it's a one-shot audio drama I swear has nothing to do with lumberjacks. Oh, and a word of warning for anybody driving, this episode near the end does contain the sound of police sirens, so it's not you or an emergency or anything like that, it's just the show. All right, let's get to work. Waking the Lumberjack We all have families, whether we want them or not, and dysfunction is the glue that holds most of them together. You can spend a lifetime trying to get unstuck from it all and still go to the grave sticky. For most of us, it's not even worth the fight. Some families only operate on dysfunction and fight, and I'm going to tell y'all a tale about one, the Mighty Howes. Maybe you heard of them. Big Papa Howe, heavyweight champion all across Canada. He reigned supreme over Stampede Wrestling, the International Wrestling Alliance, the International Wrestling Association, and of course, Maple Leaf Wrestling. When he owned all the titles a wrestler can own up in Canada, he stormed into America like a blue norther, claiming titles from coast to coast. Only two things ever slowed Big Papa Howe down. His boys, Big Mike and Little Mike, and Big Rick Coaster. Uh, now you remember the epic house-rattling battles between Big Papa Howe, the Ontario Lumberjack, and Big Rick Coaster, the bad boy from Boston. I'll let you in on a little secret about wrestling. A lot of them fellers hating each other inside of the squared circle are like brothers on the outside. But make no mistake, the hatred between Big Papa Howe and Big Rick Coaster was real. Ah, it's all coming back now, isn't it? The loser quits wrestling Ontario League Wrestling Heavyweight Title Challenge. The day the two got so sick and tired of each other that they agreed to a perpetual, if needed, false count anywhere match with no time limit. Neither of them ever pinned the other. It's been going on for decades. If they live to be a hundred, one can pin the other and claim the title, burying the other in the pages of history. It was a big thing back in the day, and then it faded away, lost in the hubbub of that Kardashian show and all that the Netflixes has to offer. But maybe you're like me, and you still wonder about them. If one of them will ever storm into a hospital during the birth of the other's great-grandchild and pin them, one, two, three, finally claiming the title neither has yet to win. I hate to burst your bubble with some bad news, but Big Papa Howe is dead. The best we have now is checking in on his boys, who just so happened to be on their way to the funeral. I still can't believe he's gone. I know. I figured we'd end up dead before him. Me, at least. Why you? Juice. 
Not all of us are built as naturally as you. That shit catches up with a body. Yeah, I'm kind of surprised you're alive. Glad, but surprised. I don't regret it, but I figured it would have caught up with me by now. So many of us are gone. Yeah. I wonder if Mom will be there. Don't know. I doubt it. He was a great father, but a shitty husband. I think she'll be there. Hope so, at least. I've not seen her for a while. You really think Dad was a great father? Yeah. I don't say things I don't mean. Why? Don't you? I don't know if I'd go as far as great. I mean, he taught us everything he knew. He was good to us. But he was never really there for Mom. That's why I said he was a great father, but a shitty husband. Mom knew what she was getting into when she married him. I'm hungry. Stop at the next Timmy's, eh? Timbits. I want some motherfucking Timbits. Eh? Um, excuse me. I hate to bother you two. Aren't you the flying lumberjacks? We are, yes. What are you doing in town? Going to our father's funeral. Oh. Oh no. I didn't know. I am sorry. My condolences. It's okay. What can we do for you? I was going to ask you for your autographs, but no worries. You didn't know. It's fine. Do you have a pen? I don't. Sorry. I don't either. I can go get one. No, really. That's fine. I don't want to bother you, especially considering. Do you have a phone? We can at least all take a selfie together. I do have a phone. One second. Psst, Mike. Oh, okay. Hi. Hi. Let me just, uh... That work for you? Yes, thank you. And sorry again about your father. Thank you. Thought you were getting Timbits with your coffee. I am. And maybe some snacks that travel well for the road. I never liked you two. Excuse me? The flying lumberjacks. You guys are lame. We're all entitled to our opinions. I'd chat, but we're on our way to our father's funeral. Oh, I heard. You heard about our father and you still came up to tell us we suck? What kind of shitty person does that? What, did Twitter ban you and you needed a troll fix? Calm down. No, I'm not calming down. This guy knows we're beat up and on the way to see our dead father in a box, and he tries picking a fight? Hey, listen to your brother, Mikey. You don't want any of this. A word of advice, eh? If you're gonna pick a fight with a wrestler, grab something better than an inflatable moosehead can display that won't even hurt a four-year-old. You've got bottles and hot coffee within reach, and you act like you're trying to start a pillow fight. Don't react. This is what he wants. You're right. You're right. Okay. Hey, I'm glad your dad is dead. What did you just say? Hey, hey, let it go. You're not going to do dad any favors by getting locked up and missing the funeral. 
He has to live with who he is. Don't remember this asshole. Remember the other guy who wanted our autographs. You're lucky, you fuck. Oh yeah, throw the inflatable moose head can, big man. I'm suddenly not hungry anymore. Hey, car's over there. Ah! What the hell are you doing? Eh, it had to be his truck. No other vehicles in the lot except our car. You coming? <sighs> I still can't believe you ripped the mirror off that guy's truck. He's lucky that's all I broke. I know. I wanted to go at him too. But like Dad always said, people will try getting a rise out of us, hoping for a lawsuit. He prepared us for that kind of thing. Yeah, you're right. I still wanted to bust that guy, though. Smash him all over the coffee station, eh? I know, I know. Me too. But we'd have looked bad. People like Canadians. We're wholesome. Even though you're Chicago dirt with a bad accent. I was made in Canada. I just came out in Chicago. You're lucky you're driving until I calm down or I'd bust your rack. Want to listen to some music? No. How about a podcast? I don't get why you like those things so much. It's something different. There's one called The End of Time and Other Bothers You Might Like. I hear the guy who plays that Egerton fella is pretty swell. I don't like podcasts. Weird people make podcasts. We dress up like lumberjacks and fight people in spandex. Don't you think that's a bit weird? No. Gotcha. So, no podcast then? I said no. All right, all right. No music, no podcasts. Anything you want to chat about? How about this? My big brother never shuts up. If I saw a shrink, that's what I'd tell him, eh? I love him to death, but he never shuts the fuck up. Sorry, eh? No, I'm sorry. I know I'm a hard person to travel with, to live with. I'm lucky to have had dad, to have mom, and especially you as a big brother. It's weird. I feel like you're the big one, and I'm the little brother. I know. Me too. I'm glad you're here for this. I don't think I could do it without you. The mics are here! Hey, guys. I'm so sorry, guys. Thank you. He was the greatest. We appreciate that. He'll be missed. He will. Thanks. Mom! I was worried about you two. You know how slow Big Mike drives. Well, if someone hadn't needed a rage cooldown, he could have driven. Oh, what happened? Oh, nothing. It's behind us now. I just got a little worked up about something in the Timmy's. The important thing is we're here now. So, there he is. Now let me set the scene for y'all. Big Papa Howe owned a gym out in the sticks west of Nestor Falls, Ontario. So many wrestlers came up under his guidance. Some always question why he didn't set up in a more populated place. But Big Papa Howe said, 
If they come out this far, I know they're serious about learning. Now, in that very gym, in the middle of the practice ring, his casket rests. Well, I guess we better pay our respects. Yeah. Hi, Dad. Yeah, hi. Sorry we didn't make it to the hospital, but you know how it is out on the road. I'm gonna miss you. Ah, sorry about that. No worries, eh? He was an incredible man. (laughs) What's so funny? Just how big that nose of his was. No shit. It's like a sail. You could cross an ocean in his casket with that thing, eh? He used to say he wanted a Viking funeral. I thought about that. Putting him in a boat and pushing him out on Clarkson Lake. Our luck, though, he'd float out of range before we could have hit him with a flaming arrow. He floats away and someone finds his body. Stuffs and mounts it and sells admission to see him as a roadside attraction up in Sioux Narrows or something. (laughs) (laughs) Boys, I'm ready to begin the service. Some might say it was a strange place for a funeral service, but those in attendance saw a beautiful send-off for a man like a father to more than just his two boys. Big Papa Howe was a friend, a mentor, a man who never knew a stranger. If he was looking down, I'm sure he was happy to see everybody gathered together in remembrance of all he did in life. He lives on in his two sons, Big Mike and Little Mike. So many livelihoods started in that old gym in the North Woods. And our hearts are with Amelia, Big Papa Howe's wife of 52 years. And it was a perfect service until... Hey, I've come to pin the old man before he goes under for good. I have a bit of a confession. I never liked Big Rick Coaster or the Boston Brawlers. Not even on account of that they're Yankees but on account of the fact that they are just genuinely shitty people. By the rules agreed upon by both of us in 1987, this match will finally come to an end. I have with me a certified referee and the Ontario League Wrestling Heavyweight Championship belt. Now, if you'll kindly step aside... I have business to attend to. Like hell you do. This was an even more low-down attack by Big Rick Coaster than the infamous Longos incident of 1989 when he and his boys brought a ref into the store and brutalized Big Papa Howe in the condiment aisle as he shot for Canada Day goodies. Wet cleanup on aisle four. How dare you interrupt this service, Richard. I'm sorry, Father. If roles were reversed... I'm sure they do the same to me. That's bullshit, Coaster, and you know it. Please, Michael. This was shaping up to be as bad as the Sizzler incident of 1994 when the boys from Boston attacked Big Papa Howe while eating dinner. The battle spilled into the kitchen, and it was only when Big Papa Howe pressed Big Rick Coaster's cheek to the grill that he was able to escape unpinned through the back door. Let's all let cooler heads prevail. 
Now, I've never been one to watch ice hockey like they do up in Canada, but I know enough about the sport to know that sometimes games develop in such a manner that tension turns into cheap shots that leave people hurt. Sometimes when things swell to the point seeming like it's all ready to explode, a fight can release that tension. Amelia Howe must have been quite a hockey fan because she released the tension in the room by charging up behind Big Rick Coaster and splitting the back of his head wide open with a chair. After a brief moment of silence, all hell broke loose. Boston brawlers instantly squared off with Big Mike and Little Mike, chucking knuckles and trading chops. That freed up Big Rick Coaster, who made a beeline for the ring with the ref. Before long, the battle between the Flying Lumberjacks and the Boston Brawlers made its way into the ring. And that's when it happened. In the scuffle beside the casket, the Boston Brawlers were knocked out of commission by a pile driver and a DDT from Big Papa Howe's boys. When Big Rick Coaster turned to see his sons dropped, he was met in the face by another chair hit from Amelia Howe, dropping him flat on his old back. When Big Mike Howe stood up, he bumped the table holding his father's casket. It seemed to happen in slow motion time, everybody reaching for the sliding coffin, but unable to stop it from toppling to the mat. It was a horrifying scene as the body of Big Papa Howe spilled from the casket what seemed like the most terrible thing anyone present had ever seen turned out to be a glorious sight. Big Papa Hal's right arm was so stiff that it couldn't flop over onto the chest of Big Rick Coaster. The ref dropped to the mat and counted the fall. One, two, three. Father Kupfer sounded the bell and the attendees erupted into celebration. They just witnessed Big Papa Howe winning the Ontario League Wrestling Heavyweight title. The sound of police sirens was enough to rouse the stunned Bostonites who, realizing they'd been defeated, fled before matters got even worse for them. The referee stayed behind, being extra careful as he raised Big Papa Howe's arm in victory. Once the police had come and gone, they agreed not to pursue the bad boys from Boston on account of Big Rick Coaster losing what he came for, being worse than any punishment the law can dole out. Big Mike and Little Mike paid final respects to their father. That belt looks good on him, eh? Indeed. (laughs) What? Maybe it happened when he rolled out of the casket, but is it just me, or does it look like he's smiling just a bit? It sure does. Well, we better get going. Bye, Dad. Yeah, bye, you badass son of a bitch. We need to get going if we're going to make tonight's match over in Winnipeg. I really wish you'd not push yourself so much. Dad never missed a match, and neither will we. I understand. He was a good father to you boys. A shitty husband, but a good father. A great father. We'll come back through in a couple of days and stay a few. I'd like that. Bye, Mom. Goodbye. You boys be safe, eh? We We will. will.
Hell of a day, eh? Yeah, crazy day. You gonna be good for tonight's match? Always am. How about you? We're Big Papa House boys. You tell me. If you want, go ahead and listen to one of your podcasts. You sure? Yeah. We have a few hours ahead of us. It'll either keep me awake or I'll pull over, let you drive, and I'll get some sleep. Excellent. Thanks. There's one called Not About Lumberjacks I think you'll love. I want to make one thing perfectly clear. This show is not about lumberjacks. Well, things sure turned out all right in the end for the mighty house. Even in death, Big Papa Hal won a title. The boys have their mama, and she has her boys. Not much more is needed beyond that. Maybe I was wrong about what I said earlier, that the glue holding families together is dysfunction. Maybe that's just an ingredient on the list. You flip the bottle over and read what's inside. Love, grief, humor, dysfunction, memories, secret, shame, honor, and a whole bunch of unknown. I don't know what's in store for the Flying Lumberjacks, but I like to think that they'll do all right in the long run. There are worse things in life than having a nemesis that makes you rise to your best. I think the Hal Boys and the Coasters will eventually settle their scores. When you look at it from the right angle, humanity's just one big dysfunctional family trying to get along at the dinner table. I hope we do, and I hope you win whatever battles you might be fighting. Y'all take care now, and do your thing as best you can. A big thank you for listening to Not About Lumberjacks. Waking the Lumberjacks starred Tim Zarnicki as the narrator. Michael Howie is Big Mike Howe. Me, Christopher Grunland, is Little Mike Howe, doing a really bad Canadian accent. Rocky Westbrook as the wrestling fan. Cynthia Griffith as Mama Howe. Sean Kupfer doubled up and played two roles, the Dickie Coffee Guy and, of course, Father Kupfer. And let's not forget our special guest, Rick Coast, as Big Rick Coaster. Additional wrestlers and grunting provided by some of the people I just mentioned. Theme music for Not About Lumberjacks is by Ergo Fizmiz. Waking the Lumberjack features the song Beggars and Felons by Power and Beauty, released under a Creative Commons license. This episode was written, directed, and produced by me, Christopher Grunland, with co-producing help from Rick Coast and Cynthia Griffith. Be sure to visit nolumberjacks.com for information about the show, the voice talent, and the music. In one month, because people seemed to love it so much last year, it's another December of microfiction, including a holiday story. Alrighty then. 
Until next time, be mighty and keep your axes sharp.